Hey everybody, it's Linda Griffin again here with Expert Author 411. And today I want to talk about marathon running. Now, I'm not a runner, but I have several friends who are. In fact, one of my friends has a goal to run a marathon in all 50 states. So that's a major, major goal, which is not on my bucket list, all right? But I thought about that because one of the largest marathons in the world was held today right in my backyard. I live in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C., and today they ran the Marine Corps Marathon. <clears throat> it happens every October, and it averages about 30,000 runners from all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and more than 50 other countries. So it's because it's being held in the nation's capital, it's also one of the most inspiring, I think. It starts with a spectacular color guard, the national anthem. They've got international flags from all the participating countries. And then at 7.55 a.m. in the morning, there is a blast from a howitzer gun that sends the runners on a mission. And their mission is to charge the district, beat the bridge, and take the EWO. So can you imagine the heart-pounding excitement the runners feel as that gun goes off and everybody around them is getting ready to run to have the run of their lives. Well, writing a book is similar to running a marathon. When you first start out your book project, you can't wait to start writing. And I know you dream about holding your first book signing event. You've got your readers all around you waiting for your signature and scarfing up your book. But let's back up a minute. Because a first-time marathoner doesn't get up on race day and decide to run 26.2 miles, right? They first create a training plan, and they execute that training plan in the weeks and months leading up to the race so that they're ready to be at their best. So they time the amount of time that it takes for them to run a mile. And that time is going to vary based on their energy level and what they had to eat and how much sleep they got the night before. So in every training session, they track the length of time that they run and the number of miles that they complete and they calculate their pace. And over time, they learn how to increase their pace and predict how long it's going to take them to finish the marathon. Well, the technique that I recommend with my clients is that you use something similar and apply it to your writing. I like for people to write every day so that you get into a habit of writing and track the number of words that you write in each writing session so that you learn how to pace yourself. You learn how many words you average in every session and you can then predict whether you're going to finish in time to meet the launch date that you've set for your book. Now, one problem that every runner faces is called hitting the wall, right? It happens when they use up the that initial burst of energy that they had at the start of the race. You know, at the beginning, they feel all prepared. They're fired up. They're energetic. They're cruising along at the pace that they've set for themselves. But at some point in the race, 
they use up all that quick energy that they got from carb loading the night before. The body starts getting tired. And when the body starts getting tired, the brain recognizes this, right? So it starts to send more blood to the muscles. But unfortunately, when they send more blood, when the brain sends more blood to the muscles, that means it leaves the brain, right? And so you start to lose focus. And the brain is thinking, well, wait a minute, what are we doing here? What are you trying to make the body do? Because I really don't remember agreeing to go 26.2 miles. And then the brain and the muscles kind of band together and they try to convince the runner, well, you know what, let's just lay down in the street and give up because we're not really feeling this. So the best runners anticipate this. They know that they're going to hit the wall at some point and they plan for it, right? They have strategies and techniques that help them get past both the mental and the physical block. And we as writers need similar plans and strategies to help us get past our writing block because our finish line isn't crossing the the ribbon and getting the, the blue ribbon on our chest. Our finish line is getting our completed book in our hands, right? And so you might start out with some high energy. You're writing every day. You're meeting your daily word count. And then life happens. Maybe you get sick and you can't write for a few days. Or maybe a family situation pops up that takes your attention away from writing. Or it could just be that you realize this writing thing, it's harder than you thought. And you've got a lot more words to write to finish your manuscript on schedule. Whatever the reason you find yourself thinking, am I ever going to finish this book? Now, I mentioned to you in my last podcast that when I wrote Maximum Occupancy, I hit that wall when I started to edit the first draft. After I let the book sit for a few days, I picked it up, I started reading it out loud, and I was in shock because I didn't like the flow of the book. I had to remove large chunks of my writing. I had to reorder some sections of the book. And there were days when I thought I was never going to finish that book in time to get it to the conference. In fact, I was still rewriting when the book should have already gone to a professional editor to get that edited properly. So when you're having problems meeting your writing goals or you get discouraged, I've got some tips for you on how you can get yourself back on track. The first one is to remind yourself of your why, right? You're writing a book to help people solve a problem. And those people are out there and they need your help. You owe it to your audience, your target reader, to get your book out in the world so you can help them. One of my students was writing a book to show families how to recover after the loss of a matriarch or patriarch. And she had gotten off schedule and we were discussing some options to get back on track. So reflecting on her why really helped because as she was writing the book, she kept hearing about families who were dealing with the exact situation that was covered in her book. So that reinforced her why and helped her to get back on track and continue writing. Another thing you can do is adjust the days and times you've scheduled to write. 
So if you've got commitments that stop you from writing on the days that you have scheduled, then think about adding a couple more sessions on other days when your schedule isn't as heavy or increase the amount of time that you spend writing. If you originally scheduled 30 minutes a day, maybe you can increase it to 45 minutes or even an hour because then that would theoretically double the number of words that you you could complete in a writing session. But you want to be careful not to overextend yourself because I know for me, I can only write about two hours in one session before I get tired and lose focus. So if you are way behind and you've got, say, 10,000 words to make up, don't try to do that in a marathon weekend, right? You have to adjust, figure out little places where you can maybe add some additional writing sessions, but don't try to write that whole thing in one, in one day. Because, you know, runners celebrate finishing a race, whether they run at a slower pace, whether they walk across the finish line or whether they crawl across the finish line. Right. And the same thing holds true for you, whether you meet the original publication date or you have to push it out for a month or two months. It doesn't matter when you get that finished book, you're still going to celebrate. Right. The other thing I'd like for you to do is check your writing ritual. What I recommend is that you write at the time where your energy is the highest, where you can really focus. For some people, that's in the morning. For some people, it's in the evening after the kids have been put to bed. For some people, it's at lunchtime where they can take a break from their day job and, and go and write. Also, the place where you write is important. Sometimes writing at home can be distracting. So you might have to move to a library or a coffee shop and or you might if it's nice, you might want to write outside on your laptop. You want to make your writing space as comfortable as possible and so that you can be as productive as possible. Another thing you can do is schedule your book launch. Now, that's an incentive because if you schedule your launch and you announce it to your friends and family, you've automatically created some urgency. And when you're tempted to not write that day, but you know that that book launch is looming ahead of you, that's going to give you that extra kick that says, okay, I know I need to get this book done because I promised people I'm going to show up on this day and we're going to have a book signing. And then finally, be realistic because everybody writes at a different pace. And if you picked a date that is unrealistic based on the amount of time that you have to spend or the pace that you write at, then just adjust your schedule. Don't kill yourself. Whether you finish that book in another six weeks or another six months, you're still way ahead of all of those other people who wish they could say they're a published author, but are not. So I hope this helps you, this little talk about marathon running and marathon writing. And I'm actually working on a new offer that includes my book smart book and some other goodies that I'm going to be sharing with you in future episodes. So if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, please do so that you can stay tuned to everything that I have coming up. That's it for now. Have a good one.